course, we let off today here in the Fast Lane discussing the disappointing 65-41 to loss that the Virginia Cavaliers felt from the Wisconsin Badgers last night in the opening game of the event that they're in down in Fort Myers. And joining us now, the man who was on the call last night, and he'll be on the call when UVA and West Virginia square off on Wednesday for Fox and FS1. Friend of ours here in the Fast Lane, Lafonso Ellis, as we're glad to welcome him back into the Fast Lane. Lafonso, a pleasure to speak with you. Appreciate your time as always. Uh, and before we get into talk on Virginia and their season, and it's early in the observations, just a congratulations to you. I was very excited to see that you would be on the call for this matchup. And uh, after the changes at ESPN the last couple of months, glad to see you've landed on your feet with a real no exciting opportunity with Fox and FS1 this year. Oh, thank you so much. I, I'm, I'm grateful to be on your show, Ed. It's always fun to catch up with you. I'm glad you're doing well. Yeah, so grateful for the opportunity to be with the Fox family and networks. I'm slated to call 20 games for Fox and FS1 and then five games for the Big Ten Network, which they own, and be a bit more regional uh, here. But uh, it works out well because I live in South Bend, Indiana, and I can get to many of the game sites uh, within – a five-hour drive at the very most. So I'm grateful for this opportunity. Fonz Loves Hoops. That's the Twitter account for LaFonzo Ellis. That's Fonz with a Z, by the way. On the Twitter account, is Fon- LaFonzo Ellis is with us in the fast lane. All right, LaFonzo, um, the loss last night for Virginia. It was an emphatic loss, to say the least. They're out-rebounded 48-21 to by Wisconsin. They really struggled not only on the glass, but Wisconsin seemingly had their way inside. How much of that is legitimate long-term cause for concern for UVA? How much of that is early season growing pains that Coach Tony Bennett and the Wahoos can learn from and you would expect they would learn from? I think it's a combination of both. I think it's a legitimate long-term concern, and part of that is uh, both Florida and Wisconsin, both with much taller teams with wider bodies on the interior, were able to exploit an area of Virginia's weakness, which is they don't have – uh, much size across the front line, and certainly not much depth. And we saw a Florida team uh, expose that with 21 offensive rebounds. We saw a Wisconsin team last night expose that yet again with 20 offensive rebounds. So this is a Virginia team that's very skilled with Reese Beekman, the returning ACC defensive player of the year. Uh, obviously, he's gotten so much better in his ability to be able to knock down the three ball. I'd like to see him shoot it at a more consistent clip. But his ability to get in the lane and make plays is undeniable. Uh, you got shooters out there on the wing. Isaac McNeely can really stick it. And the only thing this team, Ryan Dunn, I'd like to see him shoot a little bit more consistent three ball, but he's such an incredible both on-ball and off-ball defender. I think he had, what, at least five blocks in last night's game, which is absolutely spectacular. And the only thing this team is missing is having an anchor on the interior. And uh, I, I think – that's a long-term concern with regard to teams that will try to do the same thing, which is exploit the fact that they don't have much size on the interior. And I said even last night uh, during the game, I really thought that this is a team that really needs to get um, to really get Jordan Minor uh, involved. And he's come from Merrimack. He's 6'8", 245 pounds. The issue with him is he's been slow to pick up the defensive concepts because we played zone uh, at Merrimack. But at 6'8", 245 pounds, it would give you a little bit more bulk on the interior, give you an opportunity to be able to protect the glass a little bit better. And 
once you guys get to knocking down the three, now it opens up the floor for dribble penetration for Reese Beekman. And they also may consider playing just a lot. I know it goes against the grain of what Tony Bennett likes to do uh, strategically, but they may need to play a little bit faster to get a few more possessions since they've given up so much on the offensive glass to taller teams. Fonz loves hoops. Twitter, Fox and FS1, including this Wednesday night when Virginia and West Virginia square off in the second game. Those teams will be playing down in Fort Myers. LaFonzo Ellis will be on the call for that, but he's with us now in the fast lane. You referenced the concerns inside for Virginia, and in particular, Jordan Miner getting up to speed defensively, transitioning from zone to the pack line and the more man-to-man philosophy of Virginia. How long does it take a player to get comfortable with that in season, or is it something that you may never be fully comfortable with during the course of the year? No, it comes. Uh, I played zone, had the privilege of winning two back-to-back state championships my uh, junior and senior year with Conzo Martin, Vincent Jackson, uh, Lawrence Bradford, that entire group. And uh, we played two, we played diamond and one press back into a two-three zone all three years I was in high school. And when I went to Notre Dame and we started to play more man concepts, it took me a little while to figure that out because I was used to just playing an area and being responsible for my area and anything that came into my area. And all of a sudden, you fast forward that over 34 years later, there's so much more responsibility that's added to the plate of a big man who's been used to playing zone. So not only are you out more on the floor, having to cover ball screens, dribble handoffs, and all of those things, you got to be a lot more aware of what's going on the weak side. When you're in the zone, you're pretty much in the middle of the floor and can see everything. But when you're playing against teams who like the ball screen, uh, dribble handoff, or who like to screen away off ball screens, now you have a lot more floor to have to be aware of. But he's a smart kid. Uh, Jordan Miner is a really smart kid, an intelligent kid. Uh, I think he'll be able to pick them up quickly, and it would behoove the uh, Cavaliers for him to be able to do so to give them some added bulk on the interior. You mentioned the added bulk on the interior. It seems like it's Jordan Miner for Virginia down low, and then, of course, Blake Buchanan, who's a freshman still, and Ryan Dunn. Uh, Is Dunn the biggest beneficiary if Jordan Miner comes along because it allows his athleticism, Ryan Dunn's, to be more on display as opposed to having to focus his efforts intensely on that defensive end where he's in more physical situations? Uh, p- possibly, because you, you can play Blake Buchanan, and at the time when you're playing against bigger teams, because if you're in that, that mover-blocker offense that Tony loves to run, now you can play Jordan Minor and Buchanan together to give yourself a little bit more size, a little bit more bulk on the interior with Minor and help protect your glass. And so at times, then you can slide done even at the three to give you a little bit more size, give you defensive ability, give you more explosive uh, opportunities in transition. Fonz loves hoops. Fonz with a Z. That's the Twitter account. And, of course, Fox and FS1 is where you can find LaFonzo Ellis. So that includes this Wednesday when UVA and West Virginia end up squaring off. Um, you referenced the concerns inside, and we've spent quite a bit of our time so far with LaFonzo Ellis discussing the concerns on the inside for the Virginia Cavaliers. You referenced the concept of pushing the tempo to create more possessions. Do you really think Tony Bennett would do that? No, <laughs> I, I don't think so, and that's why it, that's why the development of Jordan Minor is so important because Buchanan is going to be a heck of a player. I really like Blake Buchanan a lot, but you can just tell right now as a freshman he doesn't have the strength in his legs. Uh, there was a time that he caught the basketball last night on the inside. Two years from now, he would explode up and dump that uh, in the face of Stephen Crowell. But because he 
hesitated a little bit and moved the ball around. Stephen Crown was able to block that shot. That won't be the case two years from now. And so I don't think Tony will, will increase the pace necessarily, and that's why it's even more important for Jordan Miner to come along quickly. For Virginia, they added Jordan Miner in the transfer portal. Just a bigger picture assessment before we look at other things you've gleaned in terms of observing the Virginia Cavaliers uh, at this point, LaFonso. But the transfer portal, for a program like Virginia, is it more imperative to get size down low? And is that the hardest thing, to get older, grizzled, experienced size? Because I would presume in basketball, it's kind of like offensive and defensive linemen in football. There's a pretty high demand and a low supply of those. Uh, sure. I mean, you have to be able to recruit to your style, and Tony Bennett does it beautifully. Um, the, they just don't, who, who, they weren't expecting to have the number of transfers. Uh, Kafaro transferred last year. No one was really expecting that, and so it left the cupboard bare because you want to bring in a guy like Blake Buchanan and allow him to be able to learn behind some uh, talented, grizzled uh, bigs that are older, but he doesn't have that luxury. Now you got to throw him into to the fire, and so he's having to learn trial by fire, and it's really difficult no matter how how talented you are as a freshman. And so I have no doubt that Tony's going to be able to rectify it. I mean, he's, a, he's an excellent coach, won a national championship, uh, several uh, ACC titles. So if anyone can figure, out, figure it out, Tony's going to figure it out and figure it out quickly. Lafonso Ellis with us here in the fast lane. He's going to be doing quite a bit of Big Ten and Big East games for Fox and FS1 this upcoming season. But he has seen the Virginia Cavaliers Unfortunately for Wahoo fans, it was last night in the loss to Wisconsin, and he'll see him again against West Virginia this Wednesday evening. Um, you mentioned hope and optimism for Virginia. Tony Bennett is the easy answer to how Virginia fans can have optimism that this thing will get turned around. What stylistically, what personnel-wise can also give Virginia fans comfort that what they saw against Wisconsin maybe was the medicine they needed in terms of exploiting some concerns that they can actually coach up and address the next few games and beyond? Well, the shooters have to shoot the basketball better. They're 4-14 from the three-point line because if they can shoot it better, you know, Isaac Mamele was he, he was one for one uh, from the three-point line, if I remember correctly. Beekman was two or three or three or four, shot it well. But you have to get the other guys on the perimeter to be able to knock down a consistent three-ball because that'll open up the floor a bit more and allow Beekman to be able to get in the lane and create plays for himself and his teammates. And this team is certainly capable of shooting the basketball in a much higher clip. LaFonso, a couple more questions for you. You're obviously still familiar with the ACC, uh, having covered college basketball in a number of ways the last handful of years. Your overall assessment of where Virginia fits in right now to the ACC landscape as we speak uh, well before the meat of the ACC schedule gets going in the early part of January. I think it's, it's top-heavy yet again. Uh, and it's been that way for the last five or six years. I think Duke is obviously uh, the... <laughs> They're the best team in that league, and then I think it's wide open. Uh, I know North Carolina is very talented. Um, um, I look at Virginia, and I think they're the third or fourth best team, especially if they can get this thing figured out uh, with uh, on the interior. And so I feel I feel Virginia still, regardless, top five team, uh, four or five, I would place them uh, because this is another year, and I love the ACC. My uh, beloved Notre Dame's in the ACC, but I think it's going to be super top heavy yet again, and the middle's really soft. There it is. There are opportunities in the middle for a lot of programs. Lafonso Ellis will be following that in much more, and gracious enough to give us some time for us today here in the Fast Lane. Lafonso, we'll wrap it up with this, and we appreciate your time. Virginia gets ready to battle West Virginia, a team that is at even more transition, obviously, with the uh, unexpected departure of Bob Huggins in the offseason and uh, the reshuffling of that roster. 
For those that will be watching and should be watching this coming Wednesday when UVA and West Virginia square off, what can the Virginia Cavalier fans expect West Virginia to test Virginia with when they square off? Did you say what West Virginia will test Virginia with? Yes, how will West Virginia test Virginia? Yes, yes. Well, you have Jesse Edwards. Here, here again, you have, they have a major size advantage on the interior. Jesse Edwards, who everyone's familiar with, who played at Syracuse, a 6'11", long arms, bouncy. And last night, particularly in the first half, uh, West Virginia did a great job of dominating the offensive glass against a team like SMU, who's averaging 17 offensive rebounds a game. And so it's going to really uh, come back to that. Is pace is going to be important. Um, you talk about a West Virginia team that's really the only player right now with seven scholarship guys. And so uh, Virginia's defense, their defense is going to have to be able to keep those guys out of the lane, make them shoot jump shots, and be able to rebound the basketball. If they can do those two things, UBL win the game. Things that Virginia struggled to do against Wisconsin, and it's imperative they get corrected, as LaFonso Ellis has outlined for us. LaFonso, a pleasure to speak with you once again today in the fast lane. Thank you for your time and your observations on UVA in this early juncture of the season. And we'll keep it locked to Fox and FS1 for Virginia, West Virginia on Wednesday. And, of course, throughout the season at Fonz Love Scoops on Twitter. Sounds good, my friend. Nice to chat with you. Indeed. LaFonzo Ellis with us here in the fast lane. And uh, kind of echoing what we mentioned earlier today on our InsaneRadioDeals.com fast take at Fast Lane, Ed Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and in the opening segment of the show, and that is uh, the size concern for Virginia. You know, that's the part that's not going to go away. And Jordan Miner is the one player, even at 6'8", just the thickness that he can provide. But Virginia's going to need that. They're going to need to still get something out of Blake Buchanan down low. And I thought LaFonso Ellis touched on that extremely well by mentioning that Blake Buchanan, the, the dunk last night, where normally in a year or two he's got the physicality to just go up for a dunk, but instead he does not, and the shot gets rejected that that's not the type of thing you're likely to get rectified now. It's going to take a year or two with Mike Curtis in the strength and conditioning program at Virginia to solve that particular problem for UVA. And, uh, you know, it goes back to the other part where you lose Caffaro, which was more unexpected, I'd say, than Caden Shedrick, who many people thought at the end of last season, kind of his views on things and how he was being used in practice and games versus what he wanted and what Virginia expected out of him. Uh, but the departure of both of those guys has left just from a, uh, you know, a, a number of bodies and then certainly a roster construction standpoint, pun intended here, but Virginia thin in the front court, and that was a real issue last night and one that uh, other the book's out on that. Teams are clearly going to target it. We're going to target another day in the fast lane tomorrow, including a lot on Virginia Tech at UVA. Bud Foster expected to join us in the fast lane, among others, so keep it locked to the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. Fast Lane Ed Lane, where you listen to podcasts, and Fast Lane Ed Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram.